World War II, an elite U.S. commando team was placed in cryogenic suspension as an emergency contingency plan. The horrific release of Vanguard on an unsuspecting population prompted their revival. These four MMO experts, modified by super science, have dedicated themselves to providing insightful, humorous commentary in the hopes of preventing future catastrophes of the Vanguard magnitude. If you're playing or making a crappy MMO, and if you can find them on iTunes, you can listen to the M Team. Also known as Channel Jason, as with me is my partner in crime, Mark. Hello. Uh, Jim and Noah decided to take the night off. They uh, they've, are... They've abandoned us. Partying it down somewhere. Yeah, who knows where they Living are. Living that rock-style life that only podcasters can live. <laughs> they are. Uh, they're they're uh, superstars. Who are we kidding? It's 9 o'clock. They're both in bed. <laughs> yeah, they're both crashed out. Yeah. <laughs> they forgot They forgot that it was Thursday night, our recording night, so yep. they're... They ate their milk and cookies and passed out. Yeah, they're a bunch of losers. Yeah. Fortunately, you got the two good ones. Yeah, we love you guys. Uh, anyway, uh, we'll be talking about the usual garbage this evening. We have a... Uh, we'll have our little segment where we talk about what we've been playing... We have a ton of listener email this week. We also have uh, Skype mail from Australia. It's true. From what I understand. From the outback. And we also have a audio rant via the nameless one, which we uh, definitely look forward to. Oh, as always. Since we were since we were without his services last week. Yes. It's terrible. We also have a uh, brief week in gaming. We'll talk a little gaming news there. And as always, we will finish it all up with our. And it's on fire. The, it is on fire. The blogosphere is, is uh, at least one hemisphere of it is on fire. <laughs> the other hemisphere, they're all watching the it's, Olympics or something. Or it's like melting. That. I don't know. Yeah, it's hard to say. They're all wondering why the Chinese government, you know, let the let the pretty little girl go on in front of everyone in the opening ceremonies and left the, the young, ugly girl who who looked ugly but had a really good voice just sing the part. Who knew an Asian powerhouse could draw so much inspiration from Millie Vanilli? <laughs> I didn't know I didn't know that that was possible either. But... I, I, next thing you know, they're going to be wearing the cool spandex biker shorts. I with know, the you're much jacket. too ugly to go on Olympic Oh, no, no, you not go. You not go, we, no. we bring our cute girl to... to you know, put out before the world so they could see how cute our <laughs> cute our young singers are. We know, you know, no. As soon as you're Millie done Vanilli, singing, we never heard of them. No. When you finish singing, you go to sweatshop, work on <laughs> Martha Stewart clothes. Anyway, let's get on to it.
All right, so Mark, what have you been uh, playing this week? Well, I am, of course, in the uh, war beta, which I can neither conform nor, nor deny. Conform? I did it again, didn't I? You're... I am in the uh, open I speak beta, of good. which hasn't started yet, so I <laughs> guess I could say I haven't been playing Warhammer so like I like to. say you're not in the closed Warhammer beta. No. Which is kind no, of the No, I only do have a collector's edition. I haven't gotten any special so you actually, privileges. you did get the collector's edition, but you don't, did you turn in the code? Oh, yeah, did? I did everything. I, I think there, I mean, it was kind of limited. It was limited to, like, you know, so many people who registered it initially. And I got the thing the day it was available. That's okay. my, my, my hidden secret fanboyism for Warhammer. I mean, literally, the day it was announced and you could you could buy it online wow. i i did it i've i've been it's been I need two to go credit into a cards store. I, that I, i've gone through i since. just ordered the regular edition in store so i have to yeah i think i i think the deal is you have to go back into the store and pick up a card that has your beta key in it but that's only well, going to be for open beta first they so. put you in a little pink um tutu and you have to jump through a flaming <laughs> hoop of fire i have to sing them do and a little they'll dance give you for a dog first. treat as a reward okay. um but yeah, so I haven't been playing what I would like to be playing right now. But I've been playing a lot of WoW. And it's oh, been fun. so you're saying you'd like to be playing Warhammer more than World of Warcraft? Well, that's a new development. Yeah, well, until Wrath of the Lich King comes out, that's <laughs> yeah, going to be course, a given. Yeah, of course, and then your alliances will yeah, shift again. Exactly. Always I mean, the Blizzard fanboy. I am a non-professional commenter of the MMO genre, so I have to try everything. It's um, true, but I, uh, I feel the same way. Yeah, I that's mean, why I'm going to be playing Warhammer as well. The minute I get it, yeah. Um, but anyway, I've been playing a lot of WoW, having a lot of fun, um, hanging out with my buddy Clucky late at night. Good old Clucky, level, yeah. level seventy PvP druid. Um, so that's been cool. I think I'm up to sixty eight. Is my level. So I've got two more to go to hit 70 so I can start to join him in the arenas and get cool. my ass handed to me. I actually did. The most damage in a raid uh, the other night with your lock with my warlock. Uh, cool. I I I don't know. I was with uh, Arigato Ani and Ari. Ah uh, yes. And actually did more damage than he did with his level seventy, which means he, he has was, a mage, doesn't he? He or? has a mage and oh, a warlock. Yeah, I forgot. He, he like both levels at same both time. at the same time. Yeah. So I outdamaged him. Dude is a madman. I think the reason why was because he wasn't actually really playing. Because <laughs> there's just no no explaining it, especially because I think he's got like a bunch of plus spell damage. So I don't know what he, he was probably just saving our butts, and I didn't realize it. But it probably. was pretty fun to go and actually just concentrate on killing stuff. Cool. I've been doing that, playing the Wii. Um, still playing, playing Doctor Mario. You playing on your Wii. Although that I saw uh, Strong Bad's been released for WiiWare. Oh, so dude, I'm gonna have to download, gonna download that. that and uh, totally play play it. Um. Other than that, I haven't even been playing any tower defense of any kind. No? I did install every Blizzard game I could, though. <laughs> of of course you did. So, yeah, I did do that. Was your hard drive feeling a little lonely just having World of Warcraft I needed on some there. really good games on it, I think. <laughs> so, yeah, did that. Have not played Age of Conan at all. Um, just kind of waiting for you guys to get together and... And say we're going to do some. Well, you know, we keep saying that, you know, and I, I guess I'll segue sort of into what I've been doing this week as far as uh, gaming goes. I, I did manage to level my Necromancer up to level 20 your, on the on the PvP server. Your Necromancer? Yeah, my Necromancer. Uh, anyway, I, re I rolled him on Tyranny. You know, I just, 
the problem I've been having is I just can't seem to find a class in Age of Conan that I that I absolutely feel like it fits me like a glove, you know? Yeah, like Noah's got his bear shaman guy, right? Yeah. And Jim's got... Yeah, he got... seems to really like him a lot. Jim's got the demonologist, which he really digs on. But he seems to really like the ranger, too. Like, he yeah, he really, he really said that he liked the ranger last time. And I got my conqueror slash assassin hybrid. I've been going through every single class. I think the only class I haven't... Well, no, I... I say two classes that I haven't tried has been Conqueror and uh, the Demonologist. Those are the only two. And I'm running through all these classes, and I'm, like, trying to figure out... I'm like, okay, well, you know, part of this is kind of nice, but, you know, part of them are, like... You know, it's like you either end up feeling like you're totally gimped or totally underpowered, or sometimes you feel like you're overpowered and you're just, yeah, you know, slaughtering everything in your path. But there's never, there's never been a class I felt like I've, you know, that's really just made me want to say, oh yeah, I could totally, you know, relate to this class and and stick to it. Right, right. So that's been part of my. I guess part of my problem with Age of Conan, another problem I've had is you you just start noticing the PvP fl- flaws right away with Age of Conan. Uh, one of them being, especially if you're a necromancer, I'm sure this applies if you're a demonologist as well, where you instance into a a zone, yeah, all of your summoned minions are gone. And what right off? What the is bat. the logic for that? I can't even figure out. And you know, it's the I same way no in City idea. of Heroes or City of Villains it, when you were a mastermind. Yeah, and you, you would zone, you would lose your minions, and you'd have to resummon them. And I, I never understood. Yeah, like, I, I never got it either. I, you know, I, so I, I went down into the, uh, the one instance, the underhalls, uh, one night. Yeah, you know, I, I figured that. I'd I finish up a couple underhalls. quests there for the hell of it. And I knew, I, I knew it was a PvP zone. I was like, okay, I'm already, I'm all, I'm all ready to, you know, prepare myself for battle in case somebody tries to gank me. And I get down there, and of course I find that all my minions are gone. Of course. And so I'm like frantically trying to summon my minions because there's this one. Er- there's an area of effect crowd control fear spell that you can but use requires for, the... for a necromancer, but it requires that you sacrifice a minion. If you don't have a minion, it doesn't work, of course. So I'm sitting there like frantically trying to summon minions, and of course somebody comes along and it's like, <laughs> slices me up. They even did a fatality on me. It was oh. like such a horrible... It was like my first PvP death with that character that I had. And you'll never forget and it. And I'll never forget it, because I'm sitting there frantically trying to summon a minion, and I can't Did do it. Did they do the, the one that I, I'm so fond of, the two arms and a head combo? No, no, no they only chopped my head off. No, that was the... So, you know, but a fatality is a fatality. Uh, have a you fatality. ever seen what happens when it, like, from your, you're playing as a necro, but have you ever seen what happens when a necro zones? Because it's really funny. Like, they go through the door, and mm-hmm. it looks like it just scrapes their minions off. They all go, <laughs> and then, like, these six little dead minions just all dying at the same time. No, I haven't really noticed yeah, it's, that. it's really brutal looking it's just i just think it's stupid it's, it's stupid. a mechanic that's that they exactly, need to fix that's totally stupid you know especially in situations like that where you i mean i mean i'm not going to say that you're completely naked without your minions oh, as will. a necromancer but i think you are you kind of are especially when you need some of those minions to produce abilities yeah especially so, a, a, a good pvp ability like a fear aoe or whatever it is Anyway, between all that, between all the client crashes that I continually have due to this crazy memory leak issue that they can't seem to get resolved, that wasn't there before, you know, a yeah, couple patches ago. Yeah, it wasn't there in the ago, beta. 
Well, no, it was there in the beta, but they got. It seemed like they got rid of it, and then it got somehow reintroduced. I did not crash until two weeks ago yeah. or three weeks ago, which is really. It's been frustrating, you know, playing for a while and then having it crash on you like that over and over again. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I played that, played a little Guitar Hero here and there, not much. Um, what else did I play? I played a little Smash Brothers Brawl on the Wii, of course. I just totally love that game. It's fun. It's just, it's one of those games you can, you know, pick up, play a couple of games with and, oh, yeah. you know, put it down and... I like those games. Yeah, it kind of gives me my casual gaming fix. Casual gaming can be like a gateway drug, though, <laughs> like to full-time casual gameplay, which is not... It's like hardcore casual <laughs> gameplay. Because yeah. you're like, you know, like it's those tower defense games, those flash games, you know? It's like you think, Next well, thing I'll just you know, play Three hours game. have passed. Yeah, and then pretty soon you're like, you're like, yeah, three hours have passed, you you realize that your wife's talking to you and you're ignoring her. <laughs> you know, it's pretty amazing. Anyway, that's what we've been playing. Let's get on to some listener email. Now it's time for M A I L email. Anyway, we've got some listener email that we're going to go through. Uh, we'll start off first with Jose. Jose is one of our Brazilian listeners, since we're huge in Brazil and Sweden. Yes, apparently uh, in Australia. Yeah, and Australia apparently. Just no, nowhere. Just damned <laughs> Not in the U.S. Damned in the U.S., but popular everywhere else. Uh, Jose apparently needs a little help with uh, his Warhammer Online Collector's Edition order. Uh, He says, uh, So I pre-ordered Warhammer on SuperDuper.com. They did not have the Collector's Edition pre-order codes because they are not on the pre-order program. Oh, God. Then I went to eBay and found someone selling the Collector's Edition pre-order code. I, I, Happy as a Clown, bought that for the same price that I paid for the collector's edition box. Ouch. Oh my gosh, Jose. Uh, then Super Duper canceled my pre-order this month, saying that they could not back-order more boxes from Mythic. So now, I'm with a pre-order code applied and even going into the collector's edition beta, but I do not have the collector's edition box. I do not even care about the goodies in the box. After all, I live in Brazil, and the shipping of that would be expensive. So if anyone knows someone with the spare collector's edition, I will buy it. Seriously, even if I buy the, buy the CD key only. I hate Super Duper. So any listeners who maybe <laughs> are having second thoughts about their CE and version of Warhammer. Yeah, like and, that's going to really happen. Yeah. Ho- Jose, I... Let I, us know. We'll get it to him. We'll, we'll, we'll arrange the I kind of feel for you, but yet I have to question your decision on ordering something uh, from a website called superduper.com. That should probably be your first indication that you want to stay away from that particular website when making purchases. 
Maybe Super Duper is really big in Brazil. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know exactly what Super... Like, if Super Duper has some kind of different meaning in Brazil than it does here in the States, but when we hear something like SuperDuper.com here in the States, we're probably thinking... We worry. No. We worry <laughs> that it could be bad. Yeah. Oh, I'm really sorry to hear about that, Jose. That totally sucks. That's... that's uh, Sophie. Really Sophie has written in again, and uh, she's, of course, one of our Swedish listeners uh sophie wants to know why all the age of conan hate uh she says before you get your hopes up of uh, hopes up no pics of me here i think i'm going to stay mystery swedish woman for a while jim will be very disappointed to hear that yeah i think so uh she says anyway my question is about the uproar on the forums of age of conan being the worst launch ever and that they lie and ban people all the time have you read anything about this? And what is your opinion of this? Personally, I think it's an overreaction to of too much hype, much like Vanguard. <laughs> but I don't think the launch is near as bad as Vanguard. No, it's not. But I must say, all of this negative hype is scaring away new players from trying a game they might like. Uh, well, Sophie, you know, it's there. There are some issues with Deja Conan. You know, period. You know, and it's not, I, I wouldn't call it, you know, Vanguard-esque no, as I don't far think as it, its launch. It definitely wasn't the worst launch no, it ever. Wasn't, it, it, it was by no means launch. that bad of a launch. I wouldn't say it was a bad launch. It's basically what happened after the launch. Yeah, it's post-launch. It's, kind of, it's, like, it's like post-launch, that's another story. Post-launch, right. things just start, seems to be going way downhill. Um, I've expressed, of course, my concerns about, uh, you know, the client crashing a lot. Um, some of the PvP issues that that seem to be popping up. Um, there's also, I mean, there there are quite a few bugs. I've I've even seen bugs in the trading posts still that just blow my mind. Where you'll stick items in the trading posts, and next thing you know, they're the items are still in there in, in your inventory, I guess, in your in your bank mm-hmm. to sell. Yeah, but they're not showing up on the on the trading post, and there's no price li- it, there's no price listing saying that you ever even posted that item for sale at all. It's essentially like it says that it's posted up for sale, but it's not yeah. for some reason. It's it's really buggy. There, so there's just so many bugs still left that they need to hammer out, and I think it's starting to basically tick a lot of people off. Um, you know, there's I and I and I just. I got tipped on this a little bit earlier today from the nameless one. Uh, he sent an email to me. It was kind of a cryptic statement saying, Age of Conan, gem uh, duping is what <laughs> it said. Gem duping, yeah, I saw it that. It was gem duping, and I'm like, what do you mean by that? And, but he was like, do your own damn research. I don't know what his problem was. Well, because you, you guys dissed him so hard last week no. after he did all that fact-finding for us. Dissed him? Yeah, you did. You no, guys were like trying to penalize him and calling him soulless. <laughs> I think he was, anyway. he was well within his bounds. <laughs> Yet he still produced a gym, he pardon did. the pun, of, he did. of an item. Uh, anyway, so, you know, there's some real just crazy issues coming up. The, the client does definitely seem to be quite hackable. I've gone to YouTube and actually have looked on a couple things, and you can see where people are able to actually... 
you know, do all these crazy jump hacks where they're, they're jumping like halfway across the screen, you know, yeah. they're able to teleport, they're able to dupe their gold, you know, by doing this crazy dupe, you know, using some pr- external programs. Well, yeah, but in all fairness, WoW's been you know, out World forever, Warcraft has and had you can that still kind of do issues. It. And the only the only difference with WoW is the warden program. It's like, oh, they'll let you do it. But yeah, but they'll be able to catch then you. Then you're gonna the, get your account. The closed. thing is, is that I don't know that there's you know, especially the, the whole gem thing. Yeah, seems to be quite rampant. That's too bad. And um, you know, once we learn a little bit more about this, I'm sure that this is going to become more of a. Hot topic it's a nice economy-breaking thing. Yeah, it is a definite economy-breaking thing. I, I just hope that the hype... You know, I think a lot of people that see the game in the stores are maybe going to be new to... I think this could still bring in some MMO people, or some people into MMOs that haven't played them, because it's such a recognizable, fun IP, you know? I think So I think there's a few people who right. won't even know about the hype, good or bad, for the game. They'll just buy it by name recognition and, mm-hmm. and pure boredom. It's going to be the same with Warhammer Online. You're going to have yeah. a lot of people who just play the table Yeah, and go, whoa, and... it might be their first PC game, mm-hmm. you know, you never know. Um, I think people that are into gaming, MMOs, you know, they probably... If they're super enthusiasts for MMOs, they are, they've already either played it and are still playing it, or they've played it and they're done. You know, that's kind of how how it goes I think and then there's just the people kind of in between who I think might check on some maybe check the Metacritic score I don't know maybe check a couple of of uh, you know online news rags and see that you know some features for it and, and not really know about all the negative hype you know I I just don't I think the 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 stuff we're seeing with all the negative criticism seems to be more contained to like the blogosphere and some of the the more MMO-centric websites that I've seen. Well, oh, and the PC Gamer, of course, didn't give it a change. Yeah, review. I mean, I... So I guess there's that. I'm not ready to completely throw it under the rug quite yet, but... No, there's... I, I'm starting to... I'm starting to get that little voice in the back of my mind that tells me, you know what, this is starting... Is This is starting to go downhill a little bit. Yeah. Well, hopefully they'll write the ship, but it's hard to say. I don't know that I'll be playing it for till maybe the first expansion's out. I mean, playing it seriously. Well, it's just because you're back sucking on the, on the tits of, of Blizzard again. It's sad. Fanboy. What else do we have? <laughs> Thank you, Sophie. Um, we got a email from a new listener. His name's Jeffrey. With uh, He also gives us a couple of science fiction book suggestions because I recall that we had talked about Ender's Game and a couple other sci-fi novels. That's right. Uh, in a previous podcast. Uh, he says, I just got around to listening to my first Channel Massive podcast today. After hearing about dreams of running through Dareth, you can count <laughs> me as a fan. I still play Ashran's Call and World of Warcraft, and I have had my share of Dareth dreams. Uh, thanks for the great show, and I look forward to hearing more. He adds, uh, P.S., if you're looking for more good sci-fi novels, I just finished The Prefect by Alistair, Alistair Reynolds? Yeah. Uh, it was excellent. I would, of course, suggest reading his previous novel set in the same universe to set the stage a bit, but it's not necessary. Have yeah, you, totally are you familiar with... No, but I'm going to check it out, man, because I, I need some new sci-fi. Yeah, I, I've, I've been looking for some decent sci-fi. Currently, I'm on a Terry Goodkind kick. I'm just trying to get caught up with all of uh, 
I think I'm on the last one that's out. Chain Fire? Ch- no, not Chain Fire. Phantom? Phantom. I'm on that one, too. Yeah, I'm reading Phantom right now. I'm starting to... I know this isn't a book critic podcast, but... No, oh, that's okay. Go ahead. F- feel the need to... Well, you know, it's just... There elaborate a about little bit. <laughs> two, three years ago, I stumbled across a forum on uh, people, re- Terry Goodkind readers, and there was this woman who was like, she was just fed up with his books, and she was like, he's misogynistic, and he likes to torture his characters too much, and I was like, I was like, oh, bullshit, they're great books, you should just suck it up. But you know, halfway through Phantom, I'm starting to agree that maybe he just... It's like, we get the point. These are really, really bad people. We get the point. They're really, 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 really mean. We it is get true. the point. The main hero is really, 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 really suffering. Because I, I, what I did was I read, I was like diehard into Terry Goodkind for a while. I, I read, you know, all of them up to, I think, Naked Empire, and then I stopped. Right. Well, no, I, and then, I, right. well, okay, I read all of them up to the book before Naked Empire, and then mm-hmm. I stopped for a while. And then I just, you know, I hadn't read them for years. And then I uh, I was like, okay, I need to get back into them. So I read Naked Empire. I thought that was a very good book. Yeah, I liked that one. And then Chain Fire came around. And I really have to say, I was like, he start, I, I started to feel that exact same thing yeah, in yeah. Chain Fire, where I was just like, okay, I get the point. You know, it's like. Yeah. You know, the last two like, books part, have been. Part of it is, you know, it's like. You know, and I, I, I hate saying this, but I hope he doesn't turn into, like, another Robert Jordan where he just keeps on yeah. dragging it on and on and on. And then he dies, and then nobody ever really knows <laughs> He what dies, happens. and they're like, we have some loose notes. We're going to put something really good together to you tie know, it all up. George, the Wheel of Time series was another one of those, you know, epic sagas, too, that, you know, seemed to go on forever and kind of started to lose me after, like, book seven or so, where I was kind of just getting sick of the whole thing. Yeah, I just think maybe uh, he needs to give us readers some credit that we don't need 3,000 examples why somebody's evil (laughs) or, you know, whatever. Or 3,000 examples of why Richard Rall is constantly underestimated by everyone around him. You know, it's like, okay, I get it. But anyway, thank you, Jeffrey, for that suggestion. I I think we're both planning on picking up, if not the prefect, but maybe one of the... uh, previous i like to read like the whole body of work you know so i might pick up like the first one in the in the series just because i'm that kind of guy but thank you oh and um as i was reading your your uh, email i started to think about like all the crazy shared experiences i've had with australians playing mmos and it actually goes back to the mud days when I used to play that Wheel of Time mud the mm-hmm. creator shadow like almost everybody that i played with was from australia and I don't know if it's because, like, the time, the times line up between, like, Mountain Standard Time or Mountain Daylight Savings Time or whatever mm-hmm. and the Australia time zone, but it seems like the night owls in America seem to get to play with the Australians, typically. <laughs> and, um, and, I, and I thought of that, and I thought, like, in Astronauts Call 2, there was quite a few people that I played with from Australia in that before the game died a horrible death. But, uh, yeah, it's kind of kind of cool to, kinda cool to have you listening. Uh, Scott decided not to send us a uh, Skype, Scott. Skype mail this week. Instead, he, he decided to take up the written word again, and he wants to tell us that he's fed up with Age of Conan, and he offers up some opinions of Star Trek Online and Knights of the Republic Online. 
He says, I wanted to fire off a couple quick comments. Quick clarification on the Age of Conan saga. My actual 24-hour ban was for repeatedly interfering... And this is... Okay, I should say, quote, repeatedly interfering with our players' play sessions by attacking players players at a Zone's Resurrection spawn point. <laughs> oh unquote. my god, someone would actually do that? Like, every single person on a I PvP I actually really like the game, but the two back-to-back weeks of issues and then a GM error just threw me over the edge. I only had a week to renew my subscription at that point, so I logged in and canceled right then. Yeah, oh, I, I... That sucks. That, you know, and, and people have been reporting that they're getting banned from the game for, you know, just doing stuff that they allow you to do in-game. I mean, there's no game mechanics that, you know, say, no, you can't, you know, gank a player at this particular so, point. So Scott's been punted for pawn or spawn camping and now for and now he's, apparently he's yeah well spawn camping and ganking yeah, nobody, at a res nobody, point he was he was spawn camping a res point is basically it was that's what i think he was bound for maybe you know i wonder you know the thing is is that in uh, world of warcraft in the battlegrounds yeah um yeah what was it in uh that happens to me all the time yeah or like didn't, didn't it get to a point sometimes like especially in the capture the flag scenario where in Warsong Gulch where if if things were just going so horribly for the other opposing side like you could just camp their yeah camp that resurrection exactly. point and just sit there and just blow and just them up kill them and never over. even bother to get the flag you yeah. could just you know if you wanted just to just grind. generate honor yeah. you could just keep blowing them to hell the entire time and they never had issues Blizzard no I don't been think ever been, that, been banning left and right for that so no, yeah that is kind of lame you're out <laughs> and I have seen we have also pointed I think we pointed it out in a prior episode where a, a guild got you know berated by a a game master for, you know, ganking people or yeah, whatever. Organized you know, ganking. Like, yeah, it's like it's on a free for all PvP server. And they're Give in a guild. A what do you want? Anarchistic? Yeah. And, 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 I'm sorry, anarchist ganking? Like, <laughs> that's crazy. Scott goes on to talk about Star Trek Online. He says, I agree that it would be very difficult to pull off since the gameplay needs to be much different than other games to feel right. One thought would be to introduce some type of hero system a la Guild Wars to fill out to fill out away teams or bridge crews, etc. From what I understand, I think you actually build a crew. So that is kind of like the hero system I've read Guild some, Wars where you buy your Yeah, I've henchmen. read a couple of recent posts from uh, Cryptic, you know, regarding, you know, how the game would play out. And, and it sounds like, you know, you're the captain, of course, but then your, your bridge crew, you can, you know, kind of build them up along the way and... You know, you may have like a really ultra powerful science officer, but your uh, your red shirts might be pretty lame <laughs> or something like My that. Scotty, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe your engineer sucks, but you have a really good science officer. Or something That's pretty like that. cool. So, and that would be cool to build a team. You know, I so could, yeah, you I can like build your own bridge crew and and adventure with them and stuff like that. Which which is kind of a unique little concept, I think. You know, after our last discussion of that, what that game could possibly have in it. I realized that for it to really work for me, it has to have all the cool music from the original series. Oh, yeah. You know, like... It's got to have, like, the... Yeah. Or the... It's got to have, yeah. Yeah. No, man, that would be awesome. Yeah, it would be funny. It would be funny. I think they'd have to... They'd have to definitely talk to... I think Paramount probably owns all the... 
That would be so cool. All the uh, intellectual property to that. So, yeah, maybe if they're working in close conjunction with them, they can, you know, pull some of that off. Uh, he also, Scott also has some opinions about Knights of the Old Republic Online. He says, I'm really looking forward to it. Bioware knows how to make games. For the quote-unquote everyone wanting to be a Jedi issue, they should they could introduce some sort of moral barometer that would have to be followed for both the Sith and the Jedi, or if they didn't follow the code closely enough, they could be punished by losing access to powers or, limited, or limit their experience gained until they performed enough quests that f- generate positive karma or whatever to regain their status. Also make the lesser force skills not require much power, such as force push or extra high leaps, etc., but require the truly powerful ones to really drain you. That's totally... I totally agree. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of an interesting take on that. Well, Um, yeah, I mean, you don't want, like, these totally imbalanced Jedis, like... You don't want, like, the Force to unleash experience happening unless you're that guy i mean have you seen yeah i mean if you've seen the (laughs) like when he brings the star the star destroyer down oh my god yeah you see that and you also see some of the other stuff that they have oh yeah like the shockwave that that takes out like oh my god it takes out like a whole room right like you don't want anybody else playing that unless it's you so i mean i'm not saying that isn't cool no but i really want to play that game (laughs) because i wanted to be able to do that but hey yeah that that is pretty incredible yeah Eh, we'll we'll just you know with these new um, sci-fi MMOs that are coming out like that you know we're just hopefully you know they deliver. I I just got to say Scott you know your point though is really good with all the people panicking about how Bioware could totally destroy the franchise or whatever uh, and you know and how Jedi's will totally imbalance the game and make it horrible. It's like just look at the track record of Bioware. I'm sure they've got it figured out. If well, anybody yeah, I mean, can figure it out, it, they are going to figure if it there's, out. If there's another gaming company besides Blizzard out there that could probably yeah. just pull it off perfectly at their very first shot, yeah. it's Bioware. Yeah. Yeah, War, Warcraft was Blizzard's first MMO, mm-hmm. and this will be Bioware's. So let's have some faith. And now we have a Skype mail from uh, Down Under. Uh, his name's Fraser Turbot. So let's uh, listen to what he has to say. Hey, Channel Nassib. This comes from Australia. I uh, love your freaking podcast. It's so good. So funny. Um... I've been following the production of Warhammer Online for a while now. Um, what I'm really interested in is the servers actually being located in Australia rather than um, World of Warcraft, which I've played for a long, long time, like probably since release. can't really remember. Um, and the, just the amount of that I got from that was just really crap, like in the in the thousands. So, what's your thoughts on server-based um, or localities that have servers within their country and 
uh, how much benefit it would be through players themselves. Well, Australia rules. Bye. Well, thanks for calling in, Fraser. Uh, first off, I'd like to ask you to lay off the Thorazine a little bit because, <laughs> man, kind of hard to understand you, Blue. I think I think that's a Australian accent. Oh my God. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, we do understand um, that Warhammer Online is going to be offering you know localized servers for. You know most you know most countries. Um, they'd be dumb not to. I think Mark has a little information yeah, up here on the um, Warhammer Online Age of Reckoning Herald page. Uh, on May fifteenth, they announced something that'll make you really happy. Australian and New Zealand players will be able to get into war simultaneously with North American and European players uh, when it launches in the fall of two thousand eight. And it's not your fall, but the American fall, as they say which I guess are two different time periods. So <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea how that works. Apparently the there was some confusion between uh, a launch in spring and fall with Australia because it's they're different, but um so in the during the fall months next m- month actually mm-hmm. it will be launching. Um anyway, they have a pretty good interview on here. Um they interviewed Josh Drescher um, who's the war, one of the producers for War. And here's what he said. Um, there will be servers located on mainland Australia, and they'll service New Zealand, Singapore, and other surrounding Southeast Asian territories. They will be available at the launch, so you won't have to wait. Um, the benefits that you're going to have from localized regional servers are, of course, reduced latency and packet loss. Um, it'll make for better realm versus realm battles, overall improved game experience, no lag or limited lag, and much more responsive, snappy kind of uh, gameplay. Well, and, not to mention the fact that you're playing with, you know, essentially other Australians or other New Zealanders who kind of yeah. catch, you know, each country obviously has its own different lingo. Yep. Yeah. Um, you know, so basically communication will probably be a little easier. Yeah. One thing that's cool though is, um, somebody, one of the questions was, will Oceanic players be able to play with North, on the North American servers and vice versa? And the answer is absolutely. Um, you'll be able to play on any server set you want to when, when you subscribe to war, but what they're going to do is, is list, um, have some kind of location identification and they're going to sort the servers by ping rate. So you can choose the ones that are best for you. Kind of like the old days with Quake 3 �����������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������������
possibly due to its insane success? When somebody starts to bash WoW, I can't help but to think that this person probably went through high school hating the more popular and successful students, imagining their own Carrie-style prom scene over and over until they realize that at best they will retain their Meg Griffin status. The number one complaint? The grind. Did I miss something? Since when has an RPG, be it online or otherwise, not been about the grind? In Dark Age of Camelot, you needed a PvE in order to RVR anyway. Once the polished turd called Trials of Atlantis came out, unless your name was Mistwraith, you spent more time in PvE than RVR. Unless it was a relic raid, then everybody came out for their massive 100 realm points. <laughs> and then there's a classic, wow, PvP sucks. Yeah, I'll give you that. It does suck. It's instanced crap. Blizzard never intended for this game to be all about PvP. There are the arenas, but that's just a contest of gear. I've seen grown-ass men and women arguing about these games. I could argue about which brand of washing machine is better and receive more quality feedback than what is currently being provided. Ever since Warhammer was announced, hilarity has ensued. The fanboys who hate WoW's art direction are having a hell of a time trying to defend Warhammer's art. It's akin to the mainstream media during the Clinton-Obama clusterfuck. My assumption? People seem to think that WoW's success seems to threaten the success of their soon-to-be-released love child. If you dislike WoW for whatever reason, that's fine. I mean, you're, you're entitled to your own opinions and, and whatnot. But if you want to make an ass of yourself, <laughs> that's fantastic. The blogosteria is always searching for knuckleheads who love to make an ass out of themselves. Awesome, thank you very much. Nameless one. Wow, that was an eloquent way of for framing that argument and making such good points you know i think you know the the you know let's 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 break it on down leave fanboyism aside you know it's gonna happen everybody's gonna want to defend you know that game that they're going you know they they feel like it's going to be the next big thing that they haven't played yet yeah yeah well you know honestly a lot of people haven't played it yet uh you know it's going to happen when uh star wars you know, the new Star Wars MMO comes out. It's going to happen when uh, Cryptic releases Champions Online. You know, it's going to happen every few months. You know, for over the next few years, when a new MMO is released, it, it you know, there's always that little period there where you know fanboys you know rise against everything and you know will tout their game as being you know the end all be all of uh, you know of, of gaming. You know, that's just how it is. Um, you know, I'm not saying that it's right or wrong. It's just how it is. It, oh. It's how it's been since the beginning of time. And the point is, you're right. It's hilarious to watch it all go down. It is. My God, you get the craziest arguments and craziest like interpretations of the rea- of the reality that we're in. And and yeah, at that point you made about the how can you say in one breath that. Warcraft has horrible, you know, shitty cartoon artwork, and then take a look at, like, the art, or at least the movies that they show for Warhammer and go, it's completely different. <laughs> it's, well, you know, there's that, and, it's, it's, you know, and people who go, oh, man, you know, well, there's, like, a big contingency where, like, oh, man, Age of Conan has, like, the most realistic graphics ever, you know. It's so awesome looking. It has to be, like, oh, yeah. know, the the best thing ever. You know, and look at what what it's starting to become. Right now, <laughs> so. it was it was brought low by the fact that the animations are tightly integrated into the combat timing. Right, that was a mm. three week diversion that could have. Yeah, 
I would dare say it could have better been spent keeping the client and hey, stable. I'll, I'll be the first to admit I was caught up in that hype as well. You know, I was, you know, you, you couldn't help but being, you know, sit there and watch, you know, body parts flying all over the place and well, blood sp- it's fun. splattering and going, damn, that looks like it could be fun to play. Shit. It is. It is. I got to play that. Hey, right. I got caught up in it. Yep. I'll admit it. But, uh, you know, it's all window dressing. Yep. So anyway, thank you again, Nameless One. We appreciate your rants as always. Best and one ever, I think. That if one you was... want to contact us uh, with a uh, email, you can always reach us at mail at channelmassive.com. Oh, yeah. Am I supposed to do something now? Is that what that cue's all about? Oh, M A. I L. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> or if you have Mark, Mark, Mark doesn't get the the whole lingo thing. Yeah, know, that we have going I don't on here. Understand lingo. Um, you can also reach us at channel.massive.skype. That's right. If you want to leave a Skype mail, you can also just go ahead and send us a wave know, or an MP three file if you if you wish to do an audio recording. That's perfectly fine with us. Chances are you will be included. If you're a hot, sexy babe. We always uh, request that you send your email to M-A-L-E yep. at ChannelMassive.com as well. Jim would really, really appreciate that. And actually, if you're a dude, send them to him anyway. Yeah, we, send, we would send, really appreciate yeah, send it. Send to M-A-L-E If you well. send them to Jim just for fun. My dick cost a late night fee. Yo dick got the HIV. My dick plays on the double feature screen. Yo dick went straight to DVD. My dick bigger than a bridge. Yo dick look like a little kid's. My dick large like the Chargers. The whole team. Yo shit look like you 14. My dick locked in a cage. Right. Yo dick suffer from stage fright. My dick so hot it's stolen. Yo dick. And now it's time for the weekend. That was a, no, we just blew our whole special effects budget on that one. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Oh god, it's kind of been a fairly slow news week for for MMOs. We'll just go over a couple quick things here. Uh Funcom employee was apparently fired for cybersex in Age of Conan. Cybersex. This is a hilarious story. Oh, it is. Um an unnamed game master for Funcom's Age of Conan has been caught by an in-game passerby having internet nookie with another player. Uh, after a player who claimed to be a real-life female summoned a male game master, they traveled to a remote location in the world and began to describe innuendo-laden sexual acts. Uh, the resulting banter may be the most scandalous game-related sex act since San Andreas hot coffee. <laughs> this comes via the Escapist magazine. Uh, we must give them credit here um, for kind of bringing this to our attention. You, will, will you be Candy or the GM? Candy. <laughs> I'll be the GM. Okay. Alright, so so here here we go. Mark and I are going to uh, to role play the, this scenario for you. Stop rubbing my foot. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. sorry. Oh, okay. Alright, now we're really okay. going to role play. Alright. Why, why do I have to be candy? Because you're I'm candy. All will be revealed. Okay. With dual-wheeled barbarians, though, I mean two? That's a bit difficult for me to handle. I'd rather stick with one big sword. You like it rough, I take it. Of course. I'm a fucking rock sniffer with daggers. And I'm specced for second wind. I can go all night. 
Oh, wow. I don't think I would ever be the same. Um, wow is turning me on. Or this is turning me on. <laughs> Hong says he wants in on the hot action. But he's a gold farmer slash seller. How do you feel about that? He does have a big bow. As you can tell, this was really scantily, uh, scandalous. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this was uh, just, yeah, just crazy. This got, yeah, this got pretty crazy. It did devolve a bit later, oh, yes. though. Much later. Mark, take it away. Er, how old are you? Hopefully not under 18. <laughs> I'm nine. Oh, my God. Wink. Want to call, want to be my daddy? Remember, I do like role-playing. Oh, nice. Um, you're not really nine, are you? I just want to be sure, lol. Come on, do I sound like I'm nine? What nine-year-old knows about glory holes? (laughs) (laughs) And then it gets even worse. What if I rip off your panties off and massage you hard till I am satisfied? That sounds perfect. Gonna use clobber? Want to feel you get really wet so I can just... So I can put just the head of my... And they've replaced the words to make... <laughs> Barnyard make animal. Barnyard animal. Inside, Inside you. you. use my hand to navigate the depths of my love for you and making you take it all. <laughs> then a plot twist emerges. And this is the best part ever. You're just as kinky as me. In fact, you're so kinky. You just cybered with a dude. Stick no! tongue out. This is Sparta. <laughs> Then when you are really hot and eating more, I can reposition and slide my wet tongue up on your face and do small circles again around your belly button and then let my tongue try to... What the... Huh? Oh, that would not be good, lol. Love you, smiley face. By the way, I've been frapping this to this the entire time. Lol, why did you want this then, lol? You gay? Are you serious? Serious about what? Um, what's fapping? Not up to par on the uh, lingo. And they were talking about frapping, I think, obviously. <laughs> she was like, I'm just joking about the frapping, but I'm indeed a dude. Uh, okay, glad I can put my clothes back on. <laughs> yeah, probably a good idea. I have AIDS. <laughs> oh, God. And uh, so we spent way too much time on yeah, that. Yeah, we did, but I thought it was just kind of a funny... I'll, of course, have to slap the Gone with the Wind soundtrack over that. Oh, um, God. Um, anyway, Funcom apparently fired this game master. Yeah, for reasons we're we aware can't of this matter, understand. and necessary measures have been taken against them. We have clear guidelines for all employees in Funcom, not least those who work with customer service, and if the guidelines are broken, there are consequences, stated Funcom representative Erling Ellingston. This is the behavior that is not accepted by Funcom. Yeah, but, you know, player banning and for just doing open world PvP is also a bannable offense, so... Eh. So was I the only person here that thought that Jim could have a future as a GM? Yeah, <laughs> Jim might day be job to... doesn't work out? <laughs> it might. I mean, it this might. seems, this, like, this seems right like the perfect alley. game for him to be a GM for. Yeah. Anyway, we'd like to... Uh, All the screenshots are there, too, yeah. if you it want is, yeah, to, you can uh, go to there's go to the a, escapist... There's a post on MMORPG.com that has screenshots of this uh, event. Uh, It's just, God, absolutely hysterical. Absolutely hysterical. 
Now's the part of the podcast where we discuss something we know absolutely nothing about. <laughs> well, according to a lot of people, we, we just talk out of our ass anyway. We we'll call this Clueless in Colorado. <laughs> this is a, a, God, very crazy post about um, a raid encounter, um, as far as I can tell, in uh, Final Fantasy Eleven. Eleven, yeah. Uh, apparently, uh, some people call an MMO. Yeah, uh, you know. Again, we don't claim to be experts in Final Fantasy Eleven. Uh, I think Mark may have played it I for did, in like fact. ten seconds. I have a box somewhere around here. <laughs> Never did the expansion. Uh, yeah, none. Of, the rest of us ha- haven't even played this game. So the terminology and and some of the acronyms that are used are kind of foreign to us. So we're gonna although. For to credit the podcast, Noah has finished every single Final Fantasy that wasn't. This an is true. This is true. Apparently, this has to deal with a epic monster encounter that happens in uh, Final Fantasy XI. Uh, ever since the introduction of the ZNM system, which apparently stands for Zeni Notorious, Notorious Monsters. monsters. Uh, the players have been spending their time going up this these tiers in order to gain access to one of the most difficult enemies in Final Fantasy XI, called Pandemonium Warden. And it's like a progressive system, so you have to you have to finish a tier before advancing to the next sub tier, right. before advancing to the next group. It's crazy. They've only heard a few accounts about this fight, um, changing into different. The, apparently, this monster changes into different forms and. And whatnot, uh, a apparently a guild um, called uh, Beyond the Limitation <laughs> has works? been given. You know, they they gave this encounter a shot, apparently, and and apparently after eighteen hours, they weren't able to defeat this monster at all. Um, uh, they. You know, and they, and they learned that one of the apparently one of the developers believed that the fight would take eighteen hours or less if you were lucky. Um, <laughs> lucky, yeah, yeah. It's only seventeen hours. You know, and they, you know, and they just how they at, how they came to the conclusion that this would be a great thing. You know, is is beyond me. Uh, this this guild beyond the limitation. Apparently, they've gone through. Uh, 20 possible forms of the Pandemonium Warden. Uh, some of the forms alone took hours to defeat. So I guess as this this monster encounter was changing, you know, it it, it took them you know hours just to defeat one form. Uh, many of the forms of this monsters weren't the worst thing to come from this fight. After the fight had raged on for about 18 hours, um, one of the members uh, from beyond. The lim- beyond the limitation, posted this on the for- on their forums. People were passing out and getting physically ill. We decided to end it before we risk turning this into a horrible new story about how <laughs> video games ruin people's lives. <laughs> oh, how unfortunate! Yeah, and apparently people actually ended up vomiting by the end of the night because they were focusing so hard on this encounter. Um, you know, I just can't imagine that. You know, some, you know, a developer would create an encounter like this. I mean, it's just insane. People complain about 
you know, some of the encounters in World of Warcraft, you know, during their raids and stuff, but nothing even compares to something like this. Yeah, it's like, and we were trying to research the jargon they use and figure out what this was all about, and it doesn't appear to be like a raid instance where you're, you know, going through an, a series of encounters in some kind of dungeon or labyrinth or anything. Mm-hmm. It looks like you find these things outside, and... It's crazy the stuff you have to do because, like, here's the... So you get these things called pop items, and with those you're able to to perform a series of of steps to get your Z&M to to attack it, to try to beat one of them. And you have to work through this progression of tiers, and there's... Well, there's, like, group A, group B, group C, and then finally, at the final tier is the pandemonium warden but within a group there's these sub tiers so there's like sub tier a1 and within that there's like three different monsters or mobs and it's it just just it continues on and on so you can do the math and figure out that it's quite a bit of things you have to kill in order to work your way up to this guy right um and then here's the steps here's like a walkthrough on getting zine and pop items step one buy photo gear it's got all this stuff about how you how you who you have to talk to to get the right gear. Learn your target, then you have to talk to these other people to to get into the right zone to make sure you know what you're doing. Photograph your target. Apparently, you're capturing their soul somehow <laughs> with this thing called a soul trapper, which uh-huh. is a, I think a camera. Then you turn in your photo photos after you've beaten the damn thing, and you get your your item, which is like a reward for the mm-hmm. whole thing. But there's a flowchart for the progression, which remember when everybody was like going insane with uh, World of Warcraft with the the uh, the key progressions and stuff, the attunement progressions and right. everything for like Black Temple and all that. This thing looks kind of like it, and such and there's such interesting names as Nosferatu, Dextros, uh, let's see, Irizima, <laughs> Charcoal Gray Seal. Just oh, there's all these in- interesting things. Um, and finally, at the very end, when you have everything you need, it's the Pandemonium Warden. So it's a pretty crazy yeah, It sounds looking... like this was a pretty experienced guild who tried to oh, take yeah. this thing down. and did not go well. No, apparently it didn't go well at all. Anyway, I, I don't know. I, I, I'd have to rate this as probably one of the most insane you know, boss encounters of all time. I, you know, me, I've it... never heard of anything... You know, even like just a rate. And, you know, granted, yeah, the attunements for, but at least those are break broken down in a series of short. Yeah, it's not or, like. I mean, is this something that you have to complete yeah. in eighteen hours? Well, I mean, you have to. It's like I mean, you can't this, put it on hold. Yeah, it's, it's not, like you can't just stop in the no. middle and say, "Okay, we're going to stop here for tonight and then pick this up." No, you know, it's tomorrow a boss night encounter that lasts eighteen hours, which. Good lord. That is insane. I mean, you know... I mean, seriously, you... what do you say? Uh, I gotta take a bio break, and what do you do? Just piss your pants you right then and there? I think you need a stadium, pal. <laughs> yeah, point. you know, something like that. Do you just sit on your toilet while you're playing the yeah. game or something like that? I don't, yeah, I don't you get know, Yeah, you man. get, like, a gaming laptop, so That's you're insane. mobile. Uh, anyway, I, I, I just... God, man, Square Enix apparently needs to... It's a further affirmation to me that I will never be playing that game again. Wow.
Okay, we got some, you know, a little rumor bit here going on with as far as development goes in uh, City of Heroes slash City of Villains or COX. Yes, if you want to call it that. Small X. Small X, or no, actually, I think it's capital C, small small O. Giant X. Giant X. Uh, anyway, a survey company apparently did a survey for NCSoft, and uh, you know it was. You know, it brought, you know, kind of a bunch of, you know, a bunch of interesting development questions along with it. Um, they say, Serious Heroes uh, slash Villains let players create unique characters um, and set forth as virtuous heroes or villains in an MMO comic book inspired universe. Uh, it, you know, the expansion to Serious Heroes uh, Villains universe will blur the line between good and evil, between hero and villain. So they're thinking about implementing perhaps like a going rogue system, which will be a uh, new game dynamic for uh, COX that will allow players to alter the morality of their characters. So say you started out as a hero and you create, you know, they create some kind of moral choice for you to face where, you know, you can become a villain instead or vice versa. You know, they're kind of trying to gauge the... Well, that's a ripoff of the promised features of the DC one. Right. Um, and, you know, another interesting uh, bit of information on this is, like, a character, uh, you know, the character creator might include powers customization, which, of course, Champions Online is promising. Um, it seems like an attempt to maybe, you know, gauge, you know, what the interest in it is in that. You know, everybody was, you know, been talking about, you know, customizable power sets, you know, for their characters for a long time now. For a long, long time. Yeah, and so so that would be interesting. You know, if if you know they're so they're just trying to gauge, you know, you know, certain things, how you know, how players feel about it. Uh, another thing would be you know, as far as building your own missions. Uh if you could build your own mission up to where, you know, you can create customizable missions, you know, and, and and I don't know exactly how in depth that they could could do such a thing. Yeah. Um, I guess my question to you, Mark, since you know both you and I and Jim and Noah, for that matter, of course, you know we're all big fans of you know the City of Heroes franchise. Um, even though they've you know kind of pissed us off recently with some of their announcements about their uh, milking it for every milking it for everything that they can get. <laughs> uh. You know, would any of these kind of features be interesting to you? Oh, definitely. Would they bring you back into the fold, I guess? Unless they bring me back to, like, previous, you know, rabid, super overzealous mode like we were, but it, it, I'd at least probably renew my subscription and play through some of the content just to see what it's all about. You know, I don't know that, you know, there's anything here that I, I would really make me come back personally. You know, I... I you know, I think it's kind of cool that they, you know, like to include stuff like that. But, you know, these are all ideas that they're kind of leeching off of Emirate, as far as I'm concerned. You know, Emirate's going to include this kind of stuff in uh, Champions Online, supposedly. There's going to be some cu- customizable content um, in Champions to work with. Just like, this would give you some... Real creativity, the mission builder. Some, I mean, you could really get 
creative with this. I think so, but you know, the the question is how robust is this character? Is right. the whole mission creator going like to be? Like, there's the features they list here, and then there's what actually rolls out. But it would be if they fully realized the dream, it'd be pretty cool, and it would really help them because their missions do tend to be nothing if not repetitive. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. t- as far as, like, the whole player-based mission creator goes, you know, they're saying, okay, you can write your own dialogue for the mission. Um, you can, no, you, you can know, build story arcs, you know, with the... You can you talk- know, it's going to be like, you know, using kind of like the interface that you use to create your character You know what, with. it's kind of like, it's kind of like um, Neverwinter Nights for an MMO. Yeah. Uh, basically. You know, like, and with the whole thing where you can, other players can find user-created story arcs across all shards and go through them, and you can have it be a full-fledged story arc with multiple missions and create your own, you know, bosses and mm-hmm. and villain groups, and, you know, all, there's all this stuff you can, you can create encounters, customize encounters. Um, I mean, that would be really pretty that would really maybe breathe some new life into it because it might but i i guess the question that i have is is that okay how do you enable that content for all the users to to use i have no I idea i mean if you're playing in game and you're you know is there just like a random npc that you can throw out there that yeah it says you, know, you, triggers, you create your own npc um triggers that your, mission even your hero could be the npc that that gives no, that's kind of cool. So, like, Dr. Stellar, I could wander over to Dr. Stellar. And yeah, that would be kind of neat. I got this problem with Jock Itch. I think it's the fifth <laughs> column. I think it's the chair I sat in. Well, well you know, I'd include the I'd fifth take column off the in, stellar any, in any mission that I create. Yeah, you know, I, th- I think, you know, it, it. you could, I mean, that's what they're kind of implying here, what the reality would be, you know, who knows. But And then, you know, they probably would do something like, Neverwinter Nights, or mm-hmm. even what they're talking about with Spore, where there's a way to review, to to find review, you know, monitor for right. you know, you know, particular questionable content, all that stuff, stuff like that. to mm-hmm. to and rate maybe, so right. you could go through, you know, high. Now that would add a lot of new life if it was able to handle. If you could create these missions and and our and or story arcs. And people could rate them, and then you just go like instead yeah, of you, having to yeah, go you, through all the crap we've already uh-huh. gone through, you could go through these player created you know story arcs for varying level ranges, and just go through the highest rated ones. I mean that'd be cool. That would that would give it new life, you know. I, I think it. I think it might. I mean, it's something that's definitely interesting. You know, I just don't know that. I don't know if N- NCSoft could pull that off. Yeah, like I mean, Cryptic, NCSoft is yes. already Cryptic. Yes, NCSoft. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Eh, not so sure because I mean, when you're constantly trying to focus on monetizing your product, right? You, you don't have the time to, uh, you know, between that and you know, you hear all this stuff about how some of their games like Tabla Ross are g- kind of going down the tubes a little bit, and you know, I think they laid off you know some employees um, just the other day. Crap. Uh, you know, I think it was like in their Austin studios. Uh, you know, things aren't looking that great at NCSoft right now, so I, I don't really have a lot of faith in them. But, you know, hey, you know, shoot. If they prove me wrong, you know, great. Well, they've got I lineage mean, and lineage I, I, too, at least, so. <laughs> yeah. Can't wait to play those again. No. No. <laughs> Like you. 
Jason, uh, you're a parent, and I sense much fear in you. Are you worried that your toddler could be perhaps playing a video game as opposed to something safer, like trying out drugs or alcohol No, or I'm more worried about his, like, Max and Ruby cartoon addiction right now, actually. Yeah, that is pretty scary. God, yeah. man. I swear to God, he, he, like, that cartoon comes up, and that's all he wants to watch anymore. <laughs> but apparently, a uh, recent survey... Um, from the par- uh, parental advisory website called What They Play, maintains that parents worry more about their kids' exposure to video games than alcohol, violence, and pornography. <laughs> yeah, according to this survey, nearly 3,000 respondents in two separate What They Play polls concluded that drinking beer and watching pornography were less objectionable activities for children than playing certain video games. Further, Viewing violence was more acceptable than seeing content involving sex and sexuality within games. Uh, the president of uh, What They Play, his name is John Davison, he commented on this. He said, These poll results demonstrate that parents are apprehensive about their children's media diets as they are about traditional social issues such as alcohol, drugs, violence, and sex. When it comes to video games... Parents should know that what they play is a resource that helps demystify one of the most popular and challenging forms of entertainment their kids are into. Jesus Christ. And then Dr. Uh, <sighs> Dr. Shirley Olson, uh, who is the co-author of Grand Theft Childhood, um, <laughs> is also quoted in the press release, apparently. Oh. Um goes on to say, although these findings seem surprising at first, they hint at fears parents have about video games. To some parents, video games are full of knowledgeable dangers. While researching for Grand Theft Childhood, parents we spoke with in focus groups often bemoaned the fact that they didn't know how to use game controls and felt unequipped to supervise or limit video game play. Of course, parents don't want their children drinking alcohol, but that's a more familiar risk. So, so go ahead and drink alcohol, but damn you if you play video games, because shit, that's just going to corrupt you morally, you know, way far beyond watching porno or, I mean, hell, go, go ahead and watch a snuff film for all we fucking care, right? Well, I like their data where they, what, what they play is data. Here's what parents found most offensive in video games. Um, at thirty per- 37%, a man and woman having sex. So they're worried about two virtual pixelated characters having sex. Right. Um, 27%, two men kissing. <laughs> so so they're oh really worried about homosexual pixelated If my, if my little boy or girl sees two men kissing, characters. they'll become gay. Oh. But, um, a graphically severed head comes in at 25%. Don't ever let them see Kill Bill. Yeah. And multiple use of the F word comes in at 9%. Yeah, so they're not even worried about them cussing in the game you know, all I play, that much. I play a lot of video games of across a lot of various genres. I've not yet seen a man and woman having sex. I have not yet seen two men kissing. I've seen a lot of graphically severed heads in Age of Conan, but not much before that. Um, and... As far as multiple use of the F word, mostly that comes from, like, 
Grand Theft Auto and Vampire the Masquerade, I think. Yeah, I mean, I've or, seen I've seen the whole man and woman woman having sex thing in Grand Theft Auto. That's more um, suggested. Than... Yeah, it is kind of suggested, but you know, with each iteration of Grand Theft Auto, they kind of yeah, they push the bar. ramp it up a little bit. But I mean, the, the two men kissing thing, I. I don't know that I've ever seen that. I've not seen it in a video, in a video game. game. I don't know. I, I'd like an example. If, if one of our listeners knows <laughs> of a video game, I mean, well, it's I not like it's... I'm really that interested in it. But if you know of one, yeah, you're pretty. Yeah, he's, his eyes are all lit up now. <laughs> yeah, I think though that you know, obviously, these might not exist in a video game. This is just hypothetical. What parents found most offensive or what fear mostly, and right. could, could show up in a video game. But it's like, if I. Uh, you know, you, this is a topic we could just beat to death, and obviously we have our opinions, but I think it's just interesting what people fear the most. But what was the last part about sleepovers? Like the, This part, this one cracks me up. Uh, it says, the second poll queried parents on what they'd, they'd be most concerned about their 17-year-old child indulging in while at a sleepover. Uh, more than 1,600 respondents revealed that they're more apprehensive about their child smoking marijuana 49%. and playing the video game Grand Theft Auto 19%. than watching pornography and drinking beer. Oh, my God. So they're less, they're more worried about pot than beer, more worried about playing Grand Theft Auto than watching porn. No, see, so you're, you're totally missing this, Mark, because what 17-year-old child is actually... Having a sleepover. Yeah, I think... What in, fucking in world do day, these we, people live in? No 17-year-olds 17, 17 don't have, quote-unquote, sleepovers. In my day, that was called responsible. <laughs> I'll pass out at my friend's house from Tina's exactly. drinking. Oh, I'm sleeping over my bud's house tonight. Yeah, yeah and right. Then, of course, it's they more, tell... It's more like, I'm going, and, and I'm they, going to Johnny's party down the yeah. street. They're throwing a fucking kegger, and it's going to be awesome, man. Then I'm going to pass out at my friend's house. Yeah. That's what a 17-year-old sleepover is get fucking real well I'm so scared now I'm mere, I'm see I can't even talk I'm just paralyzed as a parent I am paralyzed with fear she said if they were laughing you don't need them cause they're not good friends for the next six hours I tried to explain to my mom that I was gonna have to go through this about 200 more times so to you other kids all across the land there's no need to argue parents just don't understand Wow, it seems feel feel unsettled and a little jittery. What possible time could it be? It's time for blow. Oh, oh, oh my God! No, it's over here. It's over here. Welcome to another edition of Blogosteria. It's everybody's favorite segment. Uh, this is actually a second-time offender. Well, I guess we shouldn't call him offender. No, a star. We should call him contributor. He's a star. Uh, this comes via Rob at uh, MMOCrunch.com, uh, entitled Bothered by Bioware. Uh, he, of course, is uh, talking about Bioware's uh, impending uh, MMO, Knights of the Old Republic, Little franchise. Online. It's just a small little franchise you may have heard of. Um, he 
you know, he he actually expresses like a pretty decent opinion on on the BioWare forums. Yeah, actually, which you know, I really can't you know poo poo on. I can't either. All that much. Uh, no. He 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 posted this on the on the forums. He said, uh, and he he actually posted an editorial, and then he he linked it. To, to their forums, and he just wanted them to be aware of it and, you know, express his opinions. He says, uh, MMORPGs have been dumbed down to the max, and someone somewhere needs to show that this need not be the case. For people who want something more from their gaming than being pushed from quest to quest, zone to zone, doing exactly the same thing everyone else is doing. Seems I thought to pretty... myself, God, you know, that... Yeah, exactly. I yep. I love that idea. I really do. I I totally agree with that. You know, I don't have a problem with it. You Fate, know, it seems, had something more cruel in store for him. It did. Um, the next thing you know, uh, Bioware developer um, James Hen- Henley, uh, apparently he's he's a world designer who's working on the unnamed, well, the unnamed but yet named. Yes. Uh, MMO for Bioware. Um, he kind of put a shot across the port bow. I think it was a full-out bitch slap. It was a full-out bitch slap? Yeah, I guess you could say that. And, and his response was very short and sweet. Not sweet. Short and bitter. <laughs> short and bitter. <laughs> uh, James responded... I'm almost positive that one day people will learn to tell the difference between a fact and their opinion. And that, and he left it at that. Well, of course, you know, this poor guy just couldn't believe that he just got dissed by a developer. It was the equivalent of the age of Conan, both arms and the head fatality. <laughs> it probably was. You know, it probably was in his mind. You know, he never got a response back to why this happened. Uh, Bad day. Somebody pissed in that guy's Cheerios. And, and That's so, all I can think of. So Channel Massive, of course, is proud to present uh, Robert MMOCrunch.com, um, a an achievement award. And it's yes, you've unlocked a new one. Achievement unlocked. Pwned by developer batch achieved. So congratulations! Congratulations, man. I mean, it's not every day that somebody gets pwned by a developer like that. You know, granted, it was short and sweet, but, you know, it has to happen every once in a while. Um, we, you know, I, I think we, you know, I could see uh, we don't agree with, with what the the blogger had to say uh, generally. Uh, you know, it's he was, you know, kind of just saying, hey, you know. No, we don't disagree with what he said. I, I agree no, I mean, with we don't, blog- you're right. right you're I agree right. with sorry. what uh, We said. agree with what he said. It wasn't like... It wasn't, like, you know, it wasn't some, you know, fanboy rage going off flaming. or anything like that. It wasn't just saying, hey, maybe you're the guys that could do this. Unfortunately, you were just the victim of a of a, of a developer who decided to take it upon himself to... He had forum rage. He, he probably, yeah, he probably had some forum rage going on that day. And he said, damn it, I'm not going to take this crap anymore, and I'm going to show this damn poster <laughs> so what I'm all I'll about. Take, I'll take the most honest, heartfelt, logical post that implies that maybe we're the company to break the mold, and I'll crush him. <laughs> so anyway. Congrats, um, Rob. Yeah, congrats, Rob. We're, we're, sorry, we're sorry you had to 
earn the achievement this way, but hey, you unlocked one. But hey, you Pretty unlocked cool. one. You unlocked That's... one, and now everybody knows how it could be done. Yes, so, just get owned by a developer. Yeah, just get owned by a, by a developer, and you know we'll take it from there. Way back at the end of World War II was a dream team from the Red, White, and Blue who got unsoloed in the cryo freeze where they wait for national emergencies. Then the day came, Vanguard was released. I thought the format Super Science MMO game beat. So if you got a shitty game with the Vanguard team, then get off your ass and find the M team. Anyway. Thanks for playing along with us. Uh, we appreciate uh, we appreciate all of your uh, support. Uh, if you again, if you wish to contact us, uh, you can always reach us at mail at channelmassive.com. M A I L. You are so lame, Mark. <laughs> you can also reach us at our Skype line at channel.massive.skype. Channel.massive.skype. <laughs> really lame. Anyway, uh, we appreciate you listening, and we'll uh, see you next week. Yeah, you